You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. This is Heather Carroll. This is Father Sean Hagerty. And we're broadcasting today from St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking things all Catholic schools since it is the last day of Catholic Schools Week. That's right. Catholic Schools Week it is celebrating Catholic schools and the beautiful gift that it is. Amen. So I thought it would be appropriate to bring in a different type of Catholic school, and that's homeschooling. Yes, the original the original. We're going back. We're, th- we're doing the throwback. You know, everyone's doing throwback jerseys and all the throwback, you know, s- symbols we're going and stuff. retro today, folks. That's right. <laughs> so Laura Devick has joined us this morning. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're grateful that you agreed to be on during Catholic Schools Week to talk about homeschooling. Tell us a little bit about yourself first. Well, thanks. Um, you know, I grew up in an awesome Catholic family. I feel very blessed to have been raised Catholic by my wonderful mom and dad. And uh, I have three younger brothers. So I was the oldest, kind of the trailblazer. Uh, But, of course, all of us kids, we're all unique. And um, I really credit my folks with instilling in me that unconditional love, showing me that unconditional love, that support, and confidence in myself, you know, and as a as a um, a person made in God's image and likeness, that was just such a gift. And so, um, I had the gift also of attending Catholic school for a time, um, attending public school at different times, mm-hmm. and then eventually uh, in college, I went to the University of Saint Thomas in Saint Paul, Minnesota, and I did uh, major in Catholic studies and English there. Wow, you have so, a taste of everything. Yeah, <laughs> just w- nice, well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. I met my husband, Matthew, at uh, the latter part of uh, school at St. Thomas, and uh, we were married about six months after we were engaged, almost to the day, Father wow. Irmer at St. Anthony's of uh, Padua in Fargo um, witnessed our marriage, and uh we just snuck in. He was a, he was a stickler. Has to be at least six months. Well, we knew we knew uh, what we wanted, <laughs> what we didn't want, and we knew this this is it. God's will is here. Mm-hmm. Why wait? So, the start of a great new adventure chapter in in our life. Um, and so, at that point, um, I worked as a time for a DRE in a couple of parishes, and my husband actually worked also at a Catholic parish. That so was about a decade of our life as we started our family and were blessed with children. And at that point, too, while I was still working part-time, uh, we did start homeschooling. So um, bring us to today, we have six children from ages 17 down to age four, and our first four were boys. So I am, I kind of <laughs> still think of myself as wow. a boy mom, even though now I have these two girls wearing dress-up <laughs> dresses and all these girly things. So. I kind of uh, was blessed to experience both the boy mom and the princess mom. <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. I love it. So what are the age range of your children? Yeah, so my oldest is 17. He's a junior in high school. And um, my youngest is four. And so she is in preschool. So, wow. um, you know, we've got quite the range. And, uh, yeah, life is very full, very blessed. 
And you mentioned you were working part-time and doing homeschool? Yes, at the very beginning of that homeschooling journey. That was, you know, a piece of discernment that was tricky um, when to be at home full-time. And that is... Others that have made that decision together with their husband have known it's it's tricky, but um, God's timing was was perfect. We see that in hindsight, and that really freed me to be able to focus on the homeschooling journey. And um, I'm a pretty high energy level person, so I've also got a little something else happening too. Right now, I also teach online ESL lessons to foreign students. So I mean, there's just wow. so many ways God has uh, really blessed me with. Um, the gift he's given me to share, and I feel very thankful um, yeah, to have yeah. that energy to share. Yeah, you know, I, I I know a lot of wonderful homeschool parents, and uh, just talking with them, and usually it's some others who are home, you know, teaching the kids, and, mm-hmm. and there's almost this idea that, you know, you, uh, and, and, and it is true to a certain extent, obviously, but uh, you know, I have to be this very energetic mom and have everything together and be super, <laughs> super organized, and, and, and you definitely need to be able to do that, you know, and... Uh, but, right. you know, I guess what made you decide, because you did everything, you know, what made you decide yeah. to, to do ho- homeschooling? Because I'm, I'm thinking parents are listening here now and they're wondering, mm-hmm. what should I do with my kids? Or maybe, you know, we had our kids out of school because of COVID and now, mm-hmm. you know, do we send them back to school? They were at, actually at home and actually worked pretty decent, but I'm not, there's some things, right. kind of questions that are with me, you know, on what oh, are the definitely. benefits. And So share with us a little bit your thoughts. Sure. Well, you know, I think you spoke, Father, to some of the rumors floating around that, you know, and and I would say, I just got to start off saying it's not all true. Homeschool moms don't have more patience, more organization. They're not necessarily <laughs> smarter. Oh, I can vouch for all of that. Um, but it's, it's really being open to a call within a call because we know and we read in the catechism right there, 2223 paragraph, that Parents are the primary educators of their children. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we choose to outsource different duties to other people, and we are well within our rights to do that as parents. Children are our most precious gift that God gives us to steward. They're not ours. Ultimately, they're His. And so we ask God, and that's what Matt and I did, even as we were dating, God, if we're blessed with children, what should we do with them? How should we educate them? How should we provide for them? All of these questions. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I remember, you know, being an idealistic young person just out of college. <laughs> I knew everything. Well, obviously, we're going to homeschool because we're just the do-it-yourselfers, you know, kind of attitude. Yeah. And um, so I do remember talking about it even as early as when we were dating. Um, but hmm. those conversations kind of centered around, you know, what was our experience of education? What did we really enjoy? And we both came to kind of the bedrock of we are lifelong learners. We love to learn. We're curious people. That's, that's how God made all of us to be. And we're all curious maybe about different things. Um, and we saw that where we really excelled and felt like God helped us to use our passions and our gifts was where we kind of went on our own and learned more than what we were taught in, in our in our school, um, because there just wasn't enough time in the day. And the bell would ring, and you'd have to go from math to English, and then the bell would ring again, and you'd have to go to geography. We were envisioning, what if we didn't have a bell that rang? What if we could dive into interests a little deeper, spend a little longer time, not have these 
um, milestones of necessarily grade levels or developmental things, but we could be a little bit more free, a little more flexible. So that was kind of how it had started off. And it's funny, I look back now and I think, huh, where did I think faith was fitting in there? I kind of had an idea about academic excellence, um, creativity, curiosity. But I look back now and I see how God's hand was completely in that because God is all of those things. He's the source of everything. Now, our faith is really, I would say, the primary reason we continue to homeschool. It's um, We can weave our faith into everything we do. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, we could talk about science with a godly perspective. We can read British literature, English literature, children's storybooks, and see God present there. Um, we can study history, and that's a huge touchstone for our homeschool. How do we see God throughout all of history? Mm. So it's super exciting. It's it's a huge blessing, and I'm learning as I go. So yeah, you don't have to be smart, <laughs> smarter than <laughs> yeah. anybody else. You have to also be humble to learn along with your kids. And I, I feel like I'm filling in the gaps of a few things I missed the first time around. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, too, sometimes when you take on that responsibility of, like, the full responsibility and in the, in the sense that you don't delegate it out and you have that right to do that, you know, invite other people to help you with that. Particularly some parents, you know, they're both working or or they uh, they just feel like, you know, I just feel like someone else would do a much better job or, you know, it's I, I lose my patience with my kid if I was with them all day, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, um, right. And, and and sometimes they need that that third party to really help them help them in that. You know, we are, we are what yeah. community, and uh, right. but as you take on that responsibility, um, have you found out like any um, gifts or talents that were within you that you never really saw there before, mm-hmm. kind of get developed, or something that came out of you that uh, really maybe brought you more mm-hmm. life that wasn't there before? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think a huge thing, and I alluded it to a little bit uh, before, is just um, I feel like history has really come alive for me. I've really become a lot more interested in that subject. And um, because really, you know, if you think of the story of salvation, that beautiful story that we all are born into with baptism, we are put into that story, God's story. But then there's this timeline of the whole history that we know, at least, and we're part of that, too. So I feel like some of those interests that have been awakened in me have been very unexpected and very beautiful. Um, And my kids show me, through their interests, how big the world really is that that God made for us. For instance, one of my sons just decided he's going to study Japanese, so I'm learning a ton about Japanese language and culture. (laughs) And another one of my students loves computers and is learning about computer programming, making games, has even taken a class on making Catholic games, um, all the way down to my youngest, who um, had just recently asked me a question (laughs) as we were Mm -hmm. studying our science. She said, Mom, do spiders poop? (laughs) So (laughs) you see the gamut of my household. We can explore these things together, and it's it's awesome. It's beautiful. And, you know, I think I want to also encourage parents. I, I've definitely, um, I, I have so many friends that are public school families. They love their public school, private school, Catholic school families. It's awesome. We're, we have such a great diversity. And what really makes any school Catholic 
is the family that's behind it. And exactly. I, I really have reflected on what um, I've heard Greg and Lisa Popchak say, that you want your kids to know that the source of love and warmth in your home all comes back to the practice of your faith. So whatever school mm-hmm. you choose, whatever method of schooling, if your kids get that, um, they're going to be great Catholic kids. And I, I feel like that is the gift that my parents gave me, too, that the warmth in our house did come from Christ. And, wow, awesome. Yeah. So for those of us who have never homeschooled before, you have a, mm-hmm. a high school student and a preschool student. So right. run through what your day looks like. Yes. Oh, great question. <laughs> um, it's looked different every year, but some touchstones of our day have been what we call morning baskets. So we will get together in the morning at a certain time. So we do have a a set start time, which has varied over the years as well. But we'll pray the morning offering together, maybe share any intentions we have for the day, people or situations we want to pray about. And then we'll often have a learning topic that we do all together. So some years it's been history. Um, This year we're diving into the virtues and um, talking about virtues and how we can grow in them as a family and as um, individuals. From there, the kids are released to do independent things. So I kind of picture maybe a one-room schoolhouse is kind of what we've got going on um, because we, I do have people at many different grade levels. So they're mm-hmm. checking in with me from time to time. And then the younger ones, I'm more directly supervising at this point. Um, and yeah, the older ones really can take their learning into their own hands and um, check in with me, and I can continue to guide them. But um, it is that has been an exciting change and um, a difference for me that I don't have to micromanage everyone anymore. I've just got a couple that I'm, you know, hands on with, and then the older ones are getting into launch mode. It's it's a different time. I, I figure I'm about halfway done homeschooling all my kids at year 11. So pray for me (laughs) that I can keep going. But um, our day is usually done maybe slightly sooner than our outside school friends um, because we can work a little more uh, in a different intensity on a one-on-one. I don't have Mm -hmm. to wait for, for, you know, multiple students to be ready. I've got a pretty small class size. So so our day tends to be a little bit shorter but then that does leave some time for other activities that the kids are in. Um, we are involved in 4-H. We're in a awesome drama group, the Naves Iambic, where we'll uh, perform Shakespeare once a year. Um, we've also done um, some small group work with other homeschoolers. This year we're studying British literature with a great group of students. So um, it really is very diverse. So, yeah, you this, know, that, yeah that's really good the, to yeah. yeah. It's good to hear those things. You know, I, I think of a lot of people when they think of homeschoolers, they think, well, when do they socialize with other people? Yeah, you know? that's always like, the biggest concern. Well, when do they go with other groups? And, and I like for you just to say, and, and sometimes location, it can be very hard to find that. But, but mm-hmm. in other places, there's wonderful outlets for that so extra socialization. But I'd like to hear your experience with that. Yes. Oh, definitely. You know, when I first thought about homeschooling, too, I thought, Am I going to be the only one doing this out here? I never knew any homeschooling families growing up except one. 
And then, I, you know, I, I didn't know them very long before my family lived in a different town. And so I didn't have that. I didn't have anything to go on. And I thought, am I even, can I even do this? And then I met um, in Fargo two different homeschooling families who were totally different. And I felt so relieved. Mm. I thought, okay, this is just like everything else. You can choose for your family how it's going to look and use your own unique gifts and talents. And then from there, I, I found that there are some wonderfully supportive communities. You know, speaking for the Fargo area, we do have a Catholic homeschool group that is a support group. It's called Aquinas Catholic Educators. So people could look that up, Aquinas Catholic Educators on the Homeschool Life website. Um, I love it. St. Thomas we, Aquinas, great, great scholar of the yes, church. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, in North Dakota, speaking for North Dakota, there's also a homeschool association that is statewide. Uh, and there's a convention coming up, actually, in Bismarck, the 18th through the 20th of February. So there's a convention? A lot of, Holy yes. cow! I've heard of that, so I, I know they're homeschool families. They love going to there. It's just it's great place to, to get resources and ideas. Network, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I would say in the Fargo area within our Catholic homeschooling group, people that are registered to participate are not even the total amount of homeschoolers. We've got a forty-five to fifty uh, families in that group, and that's not all the Catholic homeschoolers I know. Mm. Um, wow. Nationwide, it's estimated there's maybe around 4 million homeschoolers of that. I don't know what percentage is Catholic. I don't have that statistic. But, wow, that's that's a lot. Um, you know, there's yeah, actually 1.6 million in Catholic schools. I was just reading that statistic right. earlier today. So, so there's actually more than double homeschools. Interesting. Right, yeah. Um, you know, it is interesting. I think a lot of people think about homeschooling now. Like, probably everyone out there listening knows someone that homeschools, which shows maybe the growth and if you didn't know now you know me so you know one person <laughs> that does it someone that's right. crazy like me but um i think a lot of people now think too you know what is the difference between homeschooling and what i had to do last spring when my kids were suddenly home right, I, right. people didn't get to choose that and i oh my heart goes out to the friends that um experienced that it was for some very tough mm-hmm. very um very different than what I discerned and chose with my husband. And so, but there also were definitely plenty of people that thought, wow, it's kind of nice to have the kids here. I'm I'm seeing that spark when they learn something new or I'm I'm helping manage them. And that definitely keeps us going. Like now um, five of the six kids know how to read. And I can totally say I don't, I, I helped them get to that point. But they, all of a sudden, the light went on. And I feel so privileged to witness moments like that where the light just goes on and I was there. And I give all the credit to God and the Holy Spirit because I'm providing a feast of ideas for the kids. But they need to take it and make it their own. So definitely the support of the community, homeschooling community, and our public and private school friends that have been very, very supportive and curious about what we're doing. And then we also are curious about what they're doing. So right. I yeah. feel like there's not as much the attitude of competition as, like, we are going to the same place and our kids right. are going to be great. Let's do our best and support one another and pray for one another. Amen. Laura, it has been a pleasure having you on this morning. Thank you. Yes, so absolutely. Much, wonderful. Thank you, Father. Yes. I am I'm blessed that we got a little 
peek into what homeschooling is yeah. all about. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about just the cost. Sometimes people think it's going to be cheap to do homeschooling, but there's a lot of costs oh. involved that they don't kind of necessarily realize, too. Yeah, yeah you know, it Curriculum. can be as cheap as you want. It can be as expensive as you want. Starting out, both of us working for parishes and having, you know, young family, we had a lot of demands on our finances. I use mostly things from the library. I mean, so very inexpensive. Now oh, I can wonderful. I can put a little more in the budget towards some different resources, especially for the high schoolers as they're um, getting up to, you know, some different challenging things with math and science that they're interested sure. in that maybe cost a little more. So, yes, can work with virtually any budget, I believe. Wonderful. That Laura, is- thank you so much. It's been a privilege. Thank you. God bless you both. Happy Thank Catholic you. God bless you, Lord. Week. All right. Wow, interesting. We could have gone a little bit longer with her, but we're out of time. I know. <laughs> time flies when you have fun. We didn't even do a break. I know. I know. I told Eli, we chat back and forth. I'm like, let's just skip the break, and we're just going to yeah. keep going because she it, was fantastic. It's just so wonderful to see that beautiful... It's like a like a bouquet of flowers, you know, like all kinds of different flowers that are there, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like at a car show. You got all. It's good to have you get the Camaros and the Mustangs and even the imports too, you know. Maybe some BMWs or, or, or yeah, well, Trans Am too, you know. It makes the car show better to have a variety. You just right. can't have all Camaros and or, yes. or just all, you know, like uh, you know, pickup trucks or maybe. But it's it's nice to have some imports there too, you know. And I love it. It, it, it makes a, a beautiful. Uh, car show or beautiful bouquet for the, for the girls, you know, kind of a flower example, uh, and it's it's we're all we're it. all in the same destination together. So flowers and cars, I love it, Father. There we go. <laughs> well, we are. Uh, this is the last show this week, which is hard to believe. It's been such a long week for Eli and I, but you know, Catholic Schools Week it's coming to an end. Monday we have another show coming up for Real Presence Life. So let's head up up to Fargo. And Eli, will you share with us what's happening next week? I'd love to. Great show today. A lot of really interesting segments. It's good to hear a lot of you know different perspectives yeah. on education, all that kind of stuff. I know totally. for, for myself, I really enjoyed being homeschooled. That was well, pretty nifty. Know. So anyway, and you turned out the, half okay. Half okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things too. It's like if if uh, you know you can always use it uh, in lots of lots of situations. There, if somebody's like, oh, like what's wrong with you? It'd be like, oh, I was homeschooled. Or someone's like, why are you so smart? I'd be like, oh, I was homeschooled. So oh, it's I like, it works, it works both ways, you know. It works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love it. Anyway, Monday's show, Mark Holcraft and Brad Gray will be your hosts, coming to you from our Fargo studios. They'll start off the show with Lori Calgard. She'll talk about an exciting new launch. It's going to be something you're going to want to tune in for. Mm-hmm. Plus, Ed Schmitz will talk about how we are celebrating 20 years here at RPR. And Dr. Joe Holcraft will talk about some great stuff. You won't want to miss all of that coming up on Monday's Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. So we have a lot of things launching on Monday, Father. Oh, wow. Well, that's... uh... For Real Presence Radio, we have a lot of things going on this year, and they're all launching Monday. It's like a big rocket. It is. My gosh, you, you've been working so hard this, this Catholic Schools Week, and then it's time to take off. It's time to take off, so there's going to be a lot of things announced on Monday and a lot of uh, interesting discussions going on. So, so this is all top secret until it's announced, huh? Yeah. Wow, I'll, I'll, I'm interested to hear Now it. you're going to have to tune in. Boy, now you got, you, you've got my attention here. <laughs> Good. My gosh. I, my job here is done. You set the date. <laughs> So, yeah, we have a lot of hopes and dreams for Real Presence Radio 
always always looking to improve and move forward. Well, that, you know, everything's changing so quickly in society today. Uh, we have to be willing to, to change and to and to and to learn. Obviously, we never change on morals and things of that nature because the yeah. truth truth never changes. Right. But just uh, the way society is functioning and moving, and uh, and able to to meet them where they're at, we have to ourselves be changing and and, uh, and moving along as well. Yeah. Well, Father, it was a pleasure hosting with you this morning at St. Lambert's. Yes. Yeah, so Hopefully, we can do it again. You are most welcome. You'll be here, I believe, on Tuesday. So, <laughs> with Father Robert. Yes, Father Robert will be on on Tuesday. So, always a joy. Will you part us with a blessing? All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for this day. Thank you for all your many gifts. Help us to not count what we do not have, but to count what we do. And with that, have our heart filled with joy. We have your love above all. And Lord, even though our life is not perfect, we know that we are perfectly loved by you. And so we find joy. And may God bless you now and watch over you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. All right. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.